0: You're listening to episode 229 of the Room to Grow podcast. stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the room to grow podcast. Emily here. And today's episode is a little bit different. So September is mental health awareness month. And today uh, in, in September is actually world suicide prevention day which is something that I always try to highlight every year and to put a focus on that. And both last year and this year, I put a focus, I'm putting a focus on men's mental health in particular, because while this is an issue for everyone globally, um, particularly this year, everyone's mental health is taking a huge hit this year with everything that's going on men's mental health is is still an especially big concern because across the board men are under supported emotionally mentally and socially and the average suicide rate uh for men is 3 times higher than that of women in most developed nations that's a devastating statistic and i was talking to a really dear friend of mine um that he's he's basically my male biz bestie <laughs> pretty much we met in bali a year ago i met him and his uh, amazing fiance ilen a year ago And I just think that they're awesome. I think that Scott is just amazing. And we have completely different businesses and wildly different business models, but the overarching principles of business are the same. And we share a lot of the main philosophies. And I just have a a ton of respect for this guy and what he's managed to build, especially at such a young age. Most importantly, I have a really deep appreciation for the support that he provides to his all-male employees particularly when it comes to mental health and creating strong bonds within his team, even when geographically spread out. His team is somewhat geographically spread out, and he really has to use the likes of Zoom, unlike the rest of us in 2022. (laughs) But this is especially relevant given that Scott's industry in the trades is typically very bro culture, like man up, suck it up, and all of all that type of thing. And I have a long history of uh, many significant men in my life who either were or are in the trades. And through them, I am extremely well-versed with the types of environments that are created on job sites and within those companies. Uh, You know, overall, that's sort of the overarching theme. And those types of workplaces are usually not exactly what one would feel somewhere where where one would feel comfortable discussing their feelings in virtually any capacity. Um, I also spent nearly my entire working life from age 18 until 32 working in heavily male dominated jobs and industries. And I've seen firsthand that it's a full blown culture. Uh, Many times the depression and anxiety I find in my personal experience can be hidden behind the jokes and the sense of humor too. And it would be next to unimaginable for the majority of the men that I worked with to come forward and talk about anything related to mental health or most personal struggles in general in many of the workplaces I've been in. Not to say it wouldn't have been accepted, but that initial icebreaker would have been really difficult since it wasn't normalized or put out into the open in any way and any potential support was not explicitly stated. And that's particularly tough when you think about the fact that when you're already struggling, asking for help is even more daunting. It's really hard. So I've been talking to dozens of entrepreneurs around the globe in the last few weeks, doing some market research for a project that I have coming up relating to mental health and uh, business, mental health, entrepreneurship, um, you know, in the workplace, all of these types of things. And I will be giving you more details on that because I I am going to have more coming out on it soon. But Scott was one of the people that I reached out to talk to because I have so much respect for him and what he does. And Scott, uh, Scott Baker is the managing director of Baker Group AU. And Baker Group AU provides repairs and maintenance for air quality systems and catering equipment throughout Australia. He, (laughs) these are his words, not mine. He is a lover of business, travel, his amazing fiance, Alan, and advocating for mental health. He also is a disliker of influencers and (laughs) ciders. He told me that I could leave that out if I wanted it to, but I felt that you needed to get a better understanding of Scotty's sense of humor. And (laughs) this is one of the many things that I appreciate about him. (laughs) So he has just gone above and beyond for his team, especially in both the industry that he's in and the fact that he has, he just happens to have an all male team because it's such a heavily male dominated industry, but we're getting into a lot here. We're talking about supporting your employees. Um, you know, really digging into men's mental health and mental health and entrepreneurship in general. Um, you know how the 40 hour work week can be a bit of a sham. He he's also getting into that with us a little bit and, and why efficiency is so key. Thinking outside the box. He is so good at this. He is such, I, I see that from him so much where he will, he's very solution oriented and he will look for the solutions that other people can't spot. And that's why he does so well. Um, we're getting into suicide rates and supporting employees mental health in crisis, especially again in these really crazy times that we are dealing with right now this year in 2020. And he also talks about how he even donates to causes that are important to his employees as well. He's teamed up with a really fantastic organization in Australia called uh, 180. Uh, They can be found over at 180.org.au. It will all be listed in the show notes. And his employees have been actually excited about it, which really says something to me not only about the fact that his own employees are recognizing the importance of putting that emphasis on mental health, but the culture that Scott has worked so hard to create within his team that they feel comfortable expressing excitement for something like that. That, That's just my view looking in. um, But I, I think that there's a lot to be learned there. So I think that's really powerful. Um, I don't want to keep talking any longer because I want Scott to be able to jump in and to share everything that he's got to learn. And uh, he's just an absolute sweetheart. And yeah, even though, you know, this is, this is not the type of business owner that I would usually bring on here because it's often more related to online business or something like that. Scott has some really powerful things to share that apply across the board to any workplace, to any entrepreneur, to anyone running a team and just for anyone who is dealing with their own mental health issues in general, which again, is most of us right now, pretty well all of us, (laughs) if I'm being really honest. Okay. So let's dive in. I don't want to hold it up anymore. So Scotty, I'm pretty pumped to have you on buddy. Thank you for doing this.
1: (laughs) I'm excited to be here again.
0: (laughs) Again. I know. (laughs) So we try to do semi-regular calls and to just catch up and like talk business and all the things but we went a little bit longer than usual and then i was kind of putting the call out to talk about entrepreneurship and mental health and stuff and you had some really great things to say and i was like well we're overdue for a chat anyway so we had a really good talk and i'm like we need to get this on the podcast so i'm i'm excited to talk about this so tell, tell everybody just like a little bit about you and kind of what you do and stuff
1: quick backstory do you want the backstory or what i'm sure. currently doing
0: yeah. Well, what what you're currently doing? We'll we'll kind of keep it at that, and uh, and yeah, just give everybody the gist.
1: I'm currently running Baker Group AU. Uh, we repair and maintain quality management systems on the east coast of Australia. That's it at the moment. In short.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay. Taking up,
1: taking up a lot of my time between that and a little bit of life as well um, yeah, that's the, that's what I'm doing at the moment.
0: I love it. Okay. So yes. I mean, for context, you're a little bit different, uh, guest than I would normally have just strictly in terms of what you do. You are not in the online space. You and I have wildly different businesses, (laughs) but ultimately we always seem to bond because we bond over business because businesses, the fundamentals are always the same sort of across the board.
1: Yes, I'm definitely not in the online space. I don't understand. (laughs) You know, I can do an Excel spreadsheet, but that's about as far as it goes.
0: (laughs) That's more than I can do, so.
1: (laughs) In terms of the online stuff, marketing, anything like that is not done by me. Anything you see is 100% Haylin, my fiance's work, and um, I've got a pretty good network of people who are good at that. So,
0: That's all you (laughs) need is a network. (laughs)
1: And I'm definitely not an
0: influencer We've had many a conversation about influencers.
1: Define influencer because I, what do I say? I influence like, you know, three to four people a year.
0: Well, I mean, this I think that you have more influence than that, but I, that's just my personal opinion. Um, and that's the thing is that influencer could, everyone has influence over other people. Yes it's just how you choose to wield it and the number of people that perhaps sit up to pay attention and notice when you are influencing shall we say
1: depending on the way you are in, what you're influencing them to do
0: yes yes i'm very
1: happy with my you know network of three to four people <laughs> that are being i'm happy with that.
0: you influence me
1: great there post. you go
0: yeah see i am i in the, the little circle
1: <laughs> you're in the count of, of Four people so
0: (laughs) yes i made the cut (laughs) i love it okay so when i kind of put some things out there around mental health and entrepreneurship we're kind of talking about like work-life balance and then covid has obviously played a really big role in that as well and all of those things so what does that kind of look like for you professionally and personally
1: yeah well covid was obviously so we started this business february 2019 um COVID kind of started around March and starting a business in the hospitality space, you know, 11 months out from COVID is probably not the smartest thing you could do in hindsight. Hindsight is great. Um, in the first month, we dropped 95%. So, cause we just do repairs and maintenance. There's nothing, nothing's open, nothing's breaking down. So our business kind of dropped off instantly. Um, so personally, this, massive effect on me and, and our team as well, because, you know, we've kind of built this thing up. We've hired a lot of people in the last year on promises of what we're going to do and our big plans for the future. And personally, it hit me so hard because I'm, you know, I've kind of convinced all these guys to come across and work for us. And um, now I may not be able to deliver on that promise. So it was a pretty, pretty dark month, to be honest, personally, um, trying to keep a brave face on trying to get keep work coming in and that. Um, and then obviously from a business perspective, there's you know my personal um, stress and the financial pressure that put on us and um, the business as a whole was obviously struggling. Um, our plan from the start was always be here on the other side, keep out we've built such a strong team, um, do whatever we can to look after them, so that they know that, you know, we are in it for the long term. If we do come out of this, I want to come out, you know, with a strong culture of, I didn't get thrown under the bus during that, um, the hard times. Um, and I dare say we're not out of it yet, but I think we've done a good job of that so far and we're we're ready for, as it does start to ramp up, which it seems to be at the moment. So, yeah, it's been a tough time, not just for me, but for everyone.
0: Well, and you, because of the industry that you're in, you're in a, a you have an entirely male team. Um, you're in a heavily male dominated industry as well. Mm-hmm. And mental health is something that is not typically listed as a focus, shall we say, for, for what you do. And especially with men, like the, the industry that you're in is not one that uh, men typically feel very supported, shall we say. but you have kind of approached that completely differently. So what has that sort of looked like with your team? Because you've done some really interesting things with your staff that I I want to hear more about.
1: Yeah. So first of all, we do have our bookkeeper is female.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So almost, almost entirely male.
1: (laughs) And you know, I would love, I like, you know, it's, it is so male dominated. So you kind of do, um, you know we're kind of forced to be a male-dominated company. I would and Bianca, we sit down once a month and she just sits there just to level me out, and she's the best thing for me. And we get, and it's not just because she's a female; it's just because she's a gun at what she does. Um, but yeah, I would obviously love to. As our team grows, that'll that'll change over time. But yeah, like I said, we are in a male-dominated industry um even yesterday I was telling you before yesterday I was helping out a mate at his place um doing some excavation work and all the guys there we were just we were all actually joking about how it's such a you know the tough guy attitude I'm not going to wear gloves Uh, you know I'm too tough for this I give me the jackhammer I don't need a jackhammer I'll do it with my hands like it is such an outdated um old school way of working and it's just and it's you do still get those old guys on job sites and stuff. That it's it's not a place you talk mental health.
0: Yeah. It's not
1: a place you say how was your weekend or you know how are you going in you know your relationships and how are you feeling. This is a place you go to put your head down work and you know don't talk about your feelings. Um, I've hated. I've always hated that. I'm the most emotional guy. I like and I've always been so open about that. I've got to getting married next year. I've already pre-warned everyone, nearly put on the invites. I'm going to be a mess. And I've, I've all and cause I love it. Like, and you know, I've always been like that. I don't, I, that's who I am. And I think everyone should, could be, you know, maybe not as open as me, but um, everyone could be like just a bit more open. I've never shied away from that. Um, our team's pretty aware of it. Um like in general, how open we are as a team. We all talk about it. Um, During COVID, we had a few, um, some of our close mates um, within the team. Some, you know, a few of our team lost some of their close mates to suicide. And it was, in a way, I was happy that I was one of the the first Mm. people they came to. They came and say you know this happened and you know it's and they want to talk about it and i feel like we've set that up now that this is this is how it is and it should be the new normal it's amazing that normally you'd hide that stuff just get back into work and um you know I, i appreciate that they come to me so i can say you know what do you need do you need me to make you more busy to get your mind off it do you want to take some days off do you want to go go to the gym together let's go knock out a session together and you know Get sweaty whatever you want to do but them coming to me and having that culture of you know we're open and we talk about these things and we don't shy away from it gives me the opportunity to help where i can
0: i give you so much credit for that because just um you know creating that type of safe space where where they feel that where your staff feels that they that they can come to you with problems like that and that you're one of the first people that they come to you when something really heavy like that happens that really speaks to what you have created and that, that openness that you have cultivated with your team, that they feel comfortable doing that, especially as males. And I think that's, that's really powerful. And I also love that you address it on a more individual basis in terms of like, what do you need? So you don't necessarily have, you know, like a go-to plan of if this comes up, then this is how we handle it you are much more dynamic about it and you're addressing their individual needs as it comes up, which I think is awesome.
1: There is no one way to help someone. Um, I think because I, you know we've all been there. I've been there and sometimes getting into work, hooking in is the best thing you can do to get your mind off it. And sometimes it's sit on the couch with a tub of ice cream or you know it changes every time so you can't have a, a, a set rule when someone's going through something, this is what we do. That doesn't It doesn't work like that. So just being open, it's not just coming to me. I think our whole team, I would like to think that they talk to each other. You know, they're on a job together and they'd be like, you know, this should on the weekend and I'm feeling average about it. And they'd help each other. Hey, do you want me to cover your jobs today? So you can, you know, I feel like we're trying to build that culture and it's not perfect, I'm sure. They might listen to me. We should call them and see what they... <laughs> want.
0: What do you really but, have to say about Scott? <laughs> yeah,
1: what do you really have to say about Scott? Let's, but, uh, yeah, I think this, we're trying to generate this uh, or create this culture where I, I would... That's what I, my, my goal is. It's all about culture. Culture is our number one... Um, is our number one priority, um, support by our core values, like core values and culture, is what we strive for, and the rest kind of holds in line behind it, so...
0: How have you kind of gone about creating that? Because it can be one thing to talk about creating a culture, but it's another thing to actually put it into practice. So what are the things that you feel like have really made a difference to actually create and, and build that culture and that trust too, that they not only have in, in each other, hopefully, but also in looking to you as the, you know, their, their leader, like the guy that's sort of leading the, the team?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is not everyone's going to fit into our, our team. Like, we wouldn't just hire anyone for that re- reason. Like, you know, that we hire, our hiring policy is, is this someone I could have a beer with? Like, do they want to be here? Um, do they understand what we're doing? And is it someone I can just sit down and have a chat with? Because if it's someone that we don't click with, you know, I've obviously hired each person individually. I've clicked with each individual. If they click with me, they're going to click with the rest of the team. If I bring in someone that doesn't really align with what we do, or doesn't really care, you know, sometimes they just don't fit into our culture. There's nothing wrong with that. They just don't fit in. So the first rule is, could I sit down and have a beer with them? And the rest of the stuff's pretty straightforward. We can teach them everything they need to know. Trying to change who they are, trying to push them, you know, square peg, round hole, trying to make them fit into our team is just going to just ruin that. And I think Having that from the start, where someone I can have a beer with, or anyone can have a beer with, I think it it then sets it up to be like it's going to be pretty easy to have a conversation with this guy on a on a bad day, or a good day as well. Yeah. So, I think yeah, the original initially hiring someone like sometimes someone comes up and they've got this amazing resume. We've had someone recently they popped up and I'm like this person they you know on the on paper they fit so well. And I was like, I got to I'm crazy not to hire this person. But then we're like, just cold cult- the only way they don't fit is culturally where it's like we can't have them. It doesn't, it's just gonna ruin what we or well, not ruin it, but it's just gonna make what we have so much harder. So yeah, it's the number one rule, just make sure that person just fits in with that with our team. And-
0: I think that's awesome. And that really speaks to your greater vision too. And I mean when it comes to like the happiness of of one's employees or even just, you know, ourselves in our own work. You and I also had a conversation that I thought was really interesting around uh, taking ownership and how that sense of inner purpose really increases the happiness that one experiences in their job. Again, whether you're the boss or whether you're the, you know, the the person at the bottom of the totem pole, whatever that looks like, it's, it's really important to have some sort of sense of purpose because it's going to really help to propel you forward every day when you show up for work?
1: 100% um, empowering our people is so important. Like I, like on paper, I am the boss. I do own the company, but there is no way I could do anything I do without every single person that's in our team. Everyone is, I dare say, would feel, they, they run their own show. They don't come to me for every little decision they make. And it's so important to me. One, because I don't want to make the little decisions for you. I don't have time to make little decisions for you. Um, There's a, you know, there's a basic set of, you know, guiding principles we work by, like, you know, we're honest and all all those kinds of things. But empowering them to make their own decisions and essentially run their own show is, um, it makes them feel more valued and makes them, you know, they really give a shit about the company because it's their company too. This is not... Let's go to work to make Scott some money. Um, let's go to work to make all of us all of our, you know, just make more money, create more freedom for ourselves, build a bigger team, like they want to be there. Um, so, yeah, everyone's their own, their own boss in a way. And, you know, you can call them about that one too. I, I know that after this comes out, they're going to hit me up, but if there's anything, and I'll be sure to put it out there. <laughs> But yeah, I do. I honestly back that, that if you called up any of them right now, uh, um, they would say, yeah, it would, like they do kind of run their own show Like,
0: We can do some follow-up calls. <laughs> Just to double oh, check. Fact-checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, the other thing that I really like that you do for your staff is that you, you also kind of... You sort of actually support them in causes that they're passionate about too, which I thought was really really cool. And then I also want to address kind of the the mental health aspect specifically, and some of the the steps that you've put in place, especially this year, um, and organization uh, organizations that you're working with to actually support that as well. So what does what does that look like? Like when your when your team comes to you with a problem, when you take a more macro kind of perspective and, and approach to that, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, from a you mean from a mental health perspective?
0: Yeah, and I know that that you've also had some of your guys come to you before, you know, wanting to uh, have you donate to a certain cause or something like that, and, and that that has also been really cool. Like the the approach that you've taken to that has been awesome.
1: Yeah. So first of all, COVID um, is what's kind of I've always said that I want to back. You know, I want to what we do as a business. If you know, if we're making money, I want to be able to give back. I've al- I've always said that I want to to be able to as we make more money, I want to be able to give more money and I want to be able to help people. And um and we didn't really do a lot of it before because obviously we're growing business money's tight. Um, but then COVID hit and you know we had a few losses um like you know people committing suicide and and it really rattled not just me but all of us. And the boys were coming to me like this is not what's happening. This is it's not right. Like we need to do something about it. So I did a bit of research myself, I um, decided to get behind um, an organisation located in Avalon called 180. Um, they do a lot of um, things in the in the community, um, mainly on the northern beaches around um, preventing suicide in, in young people, um, they've got a lot of good stuff going. Um, so yeah, I jumped behind them because I like what they do. And I've told the boys about it. The boys love it. They're like, yeah, that's great. Well, this is what you should be doing. But that's what I've chosen. I've chosen to back them. But I, so I said to the boys, if you guys have a cause that you guys want to back, whether it's, um, you know, ex- it's the most Australian thing ever, there's a charity thing going on at the moment, um, mullets for mental health. Obviously not.
0: <laughs> so obviously, you
1: know. That's awesome. Cut the, <laughs> cut the dirtiest mullet that you can. <laughs> and everyone gives you money for having a dirty mullet it's the most Aussie thing ever, and I love it and everyone there's already so many people are just like well I've already got a dirty mullet so why don't you jump on the back there you know if the boys if they're like hey mate my mate or I'm doing this I wouldn't it's not really part of our attire to rock up to work with a dirty mullet but I would back that if that's what they wanted to do um, but yeah like one of the boys his mate was his, his mate was doing pilots for mental health and he put some money in and I said, yeah, let's jump behind that. Let's chuck some, some money behind you. I want to support, you know, what you want to support um, where we can. So, and obviously they, they love that. And, and I think that's a good, um, it's not just everyone that's chucking at what Scott believes in, you know, if you believe in something, we want to get behind you as well. So,
0: And that well, really speaks to like, to me, that speaks to increasing like company loyalty and stuff as well. Not only, are you supporting the mental health aspect? But you're also, that thats is—that is, that plays into the conversation around giving your team a greater sense of ownership in what they do and what they're showing up for every day and believing in supporting you and the business that you're building because you are giving them that sense of ownership. Like, hey, come to me with a cause that you want to support and let's talk about it. Like, let's have more of an open conversation around it.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of put you money you your mouth Because... It's all good for me to say, hey guys, we're going to talk about this, come to me if you've got any problems, but then let's back that up and say, you know, we're going to give to this organisation, you know, I'm going to give some of my own money and what, you know, not just financially, but hey, maybe we're going to go, I'm going to get involved in this event that's on this weekend and, you know, volunteer my time. They're like, this guy really actually gives a shit about (laughs) these causes. He's not just saying that. And it's not about it is about culture, but it's not about like making the boys work harder or make more money. This is just something that needs to be done. Is this is something that would, you know, I want to make sure my network always has somewhere, someone to talk to, and always, you know, they never, they never feel lost. That's why I think I want to make sure that you know I'm doing everything I can for my network. Um, and this is just a way of kind of putting my money where my mouth is, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're
1: embarrassing the boys to put, put their money where their mouth is as well. They they all say they support it. We'll prove it. Yeah. Just get in, do something about it. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean this is the thing. Like males are typically under-supported mentally, emotionally, socially across the board. And this shows up in male suicide rates and is a contributing factor in the shorter life expectancy of males too, is that lack of social support. And I mean, I I looked it up um, before you and I chatted and for the most part in in most developed nations, the male's suicide rate is three times higher than women. And that's, that's needs to be addressed. Like there's, there's a lot involved with that that has to be unpacked.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. There's no, I think, like i said before covid just everything that happened just rattled rattled me personally like it was like i said i have to do something about it and i'm saying you know it's all good and well to chuck money in a situation but and i don't i'm not an expert on mental health in any way or on how to support these things but i think let's like just get involved and you know see what we can do here and be like you said, there's something that has to be done um and you know i think the main thing is you know if we can open up and and bring our networking close, so at least our direct network always has somewhere to go. And um, I think that's that's a that's a good starting point. Yeah. I feel like I would like to say that everybody in my network, both business and um, and personally, I would like to think that all those people would talk to me in you know good and bad. I think and I think if everyone did that, you know, it's kind of the spiderweb effect. You know, everyone. All of a sudden, builds this good open network, but there's a lot of um, walls in there to break down in terms of the mentality of hold it in, toughen up, um, especially in our industry. So,
0: the bro culture, yep.
1: The bro culture,
0: yep. I know it's real. It's very, very real. Yeah. I mean let's let's switch gears for a second a little bit because you know you've mentioned that obviously I mean everyone's had a tough time with COVID, but it's especially tough when you're not just responsible for you, but you're responsible for other people as well. Like what has, what has kind of kept you, what have been some of the biggest struggles with, with entrepreneurship in general that can be COVID specific or otherwise, and what has sort of kept you anchored throughout this process?
1: I guess the struggles of any entrepreneur is, you, it's the same. You're going to hear the same things: the financial, um, financial burden. I went into this, I had no idea. I came from a family business that was well set up. Um, My dad set up an amazing business, which I worked in, and I didn't understand what it took to start from day one. The financial side, the setup, the, the stress, the work's not there on day one. So that financial stress is definitely gonna be, any entrepreneur who's ever started anything, I'd be very interested to talk to anyone who hasn't gone through some financial stress um and then from that i guess setting up a business the pressure of not just supporting yourself and your family um supporting others people that you've made promises to um i genuinely back everything i say obviously i think we're going to be massive i think we're going to kill it i'm really happy where we're going doesn't mean there's not a possibility we're not going to get there and every now and again that does hit you. you have a bad day a bad week a bad month, say or whatever it is, and you're like, have I over promised undelivered? You know, these guys have mortgages, kids, families, that pressure, and the more people you're hiring, and, you know, the, the bigger these um, promises become, um, you really want to deliver on them. It works both ways. It also drives me to make sure I do deliver on them. But um, yeah, that pressure, and then obviously at home, you bring that pressure home. It affects personal relationships. Um, or fiance, Beyonce, she's been through it all. She's, the highs are high and the lows are low and she's been through it all with me. So it's, yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on us personally as well. So,
0: yeah. And I know that you you and I both feel the same way about um, like using physical exercise and stuff to really help with mental health as well. And you've also sort of extended that to your team, like another example of what you've done for your team to really encourage them to take advantage of, of utilizing that as a tool that they can access to help with their mental health.
1: Yeah. um, Personally, if I don't do some exercise in the morning, um, go to the gym or, for a walk or a run or whatever it might be i just am not the same on the day i need to, i'm an. i don't train in the afternoons. i'm in the morning get up 4am go to the gym at five like that's i just like to get that that's the first thing in my day and i know how what, how it helps me got more energy in the day um i just feel genuinely better and i feel and i i hear that so often i'm just like why is why we're we not pushing this on our teams to do this um so for all our full-time staff Originally, when we set up, we were we set up opposite the gym, which I trained at anyway. So originally, when we were just in New South Wales, I said to the boys, "If you guys want to go to the gym, I'll subsidize half your membership. So I'll just pay twenty five dollars a week." Mm-hmm. And then as we grew, and some people, not everyone's into the gym, we just made it. It's called we call it the Wellbeing Initiative. If you just twenty five dollars towards some physical activity, go karate or go swimming. I don't whatever it is just want to do something, just encourage you to do something. Um, and that's just for, obviously just for our full-time staff. Um, we want to encourage them to be active and get in the gym and do something outside of outside of work. And I, I know what it does for me and I know the benefits. So Yeah, it's really
0: powerful.
1: It's insane not to, <laughs> I think it's insane not to, for $25 a week.
0: Yeah, that's a great deal. That's, that's far more than most employers offer.
1: <laughs> that just started because the gym membership costs $50. So we'll just go your halves. Um, to be honest, if we had, you know, if I'd like to subsidize the whole thing, but I feel like if you pay for the whole thing, there's less motivation for them to go.
0: And that's if, that, that ownership piece again.
1: Yeah. That you want to go there. Yeah, I'm happy to subsidize. I know it's expensive, but how about you just pay half of it and it gives you a reason to go. It's got to put yeah. out of your pocket too, so.
0: No, I totally agree because that's the thing. Like when I, I have a coach who always says the transformation is in the transaction and that there's, there's a lot more like intrinsic motivation when you're actually handing over hard earned money to do something and it makes mm-hmm. people sit up and take notice. And they're like, yeah, like, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of power in that for sure. And a lot of ownership, I think it's actually smart to, to do it like part way and, and still require that somebody else has to take the other half of the ownership.
1: I think, and also it's worth noting here that all these things, me backing people in causes and me paying for gym memberships, this is not like, if I do this, he'll do an extra two hours, he'll make an extra 10 sales calls. This all started from, this is just logic. Like, let's just look after these people because at the end of the day, these people are the reason, you know, they're paying for my house. They're buying, paying for my They're paying for my life. So if I just, I want these guys here long-term, let's look after them. It's not about, if I do this, I'll get this. It's like, if I just keep them happy, that's all I care about. That helps that culture thing. And obviously that's turned back into, these guys want to help me. They see that I care about them and they want to work hard. So yes, it has benefited us in, in that way, but that's not, that can't be the motivating factor don't go give gym memberships out because you think you're going to get more hours out of your people don't go say we're going to back charity because you think someone will respect you more you got to do it because you believe in it i I do gym memberships because i know that it helps my mental health training i do charity stuff because i want to help i genuinely want to help people and i want to reduce suicide rate i think it's and, you know if it turns out to do good things for your business happy days but yeah you got to do it with the right intention because people will see straight
0: through it i think that's that is probably one of the most powerful things you've said this whole time is because it, it every everything is about the intention behind it and anyone can do something that looks like a i don't know a good deed so so called on the outside but if you have shitty intentions yeah. People will figure that out pretty fast because we're in an age where it has never been more important to show up in a really genuine fucking way. And yeah. people don't seem to understand that, like we can smell bullshit. <laughs> we can figure it out relatively quickly and you can tell when somebody's being genuine or not. That intention makes a huge, huge difference.
1: Yeah. And for like with the whole, you know, 180, I don't, they kind of said, oh, do you want us to post something for you? Like, we'll obviously back a, uh, we'll sponsor something. It's not about getting some advertisement. We don't put it out there that we back them. Obviously we're talking about today because I want to push some Traffic in their direction, if possible. If someone wants to get behind something, get behind 180. I'd rather you go to the 180 website than mine. Because at the end of the day, you, you don't know many people with an air quality management system that's going to need any. So, you know, you're not going to really use my services anyway. So, um, yeah, there's no ulterior mode. It's not, a, it's not for, uh, it's not for tax purposes. Um, it's just a genuine cause that I want to back. and, that's
0: and it's awesome. working. It's Yeah. Working. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Scotty, I just have so much respect for you, dude. Like uh, really, you just, you, you never cease to, um, impress me in a lot of ways. And I just, I, I hope that people listening to this can not only take out of it how important it is to really, you know, take care of your people and to take care of your own mental health as well. And to do all of these things with the really strong, positive intention to just make a difference in, in somebody's life and to, to take the ownership. And yeah, I just, I think it's really powerful. I have a lot of respect for you.
1: appreciate that. And I can't, yeah, I, like everything, I feel like I've changed my, since since Bali and, you know, since COVID, I think all these um, big things that have happened in my life have just, you know, re, realigned what what it's all about for me. It's not all about money so much anymore. Like, you know, I still love it. I still love making money. I still love growing a business. But I just, I'm I just genuinely, I'm genuinely happier now because I just feel like I've got, and making more time for my friends and helping people it's just I sound like a saint, don't I <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry don't worry I've got my own problems as well, but I do yeah it's um and i'm not I'm not perfect in in any sense but i yeah I do what it's done for my mental health I just feel better about giving you know giving shit about more than just money more than just money in business has cha- has been um be huge, huge for me, huge for me. Can't, um, yeah, recommend it highly enough. Just to figure out what you really want, and um, yeah.
0: I love it. Is there anything else that you that that we may have missed that you really want to mention before we jump off?
1: Um, talk to people, support your network. I know we've spoken about it. I just want to reiterate it um yeah support your network get it like create a good network of people around you um in business um personally and yet just talk to people call me you can (laughs) have my phone number if you want we like i'm i'm open to talk anyone in my you know you can go fact check this as well i think anyone in in my network would would back that you know i'm I'm always available. I'm always available to talk to them. Um, That is my first priority. And same goes for them. I know I've got a good network of, you know, 20 people that I know that if something's gone down, I can speak to them. It's so good having that support, having that backup crew of people, both business and personally. You know, I can go to them and talk personal. I can go to them and talk business. You know yourself included if i've got something going on both good or bad it doesn't need to be bad sometimes i call them and say i just closed a massive deal i'm stoked about it i've got in my network and call people and they get excited they get, they're as excited as me and having that that strong network is everything so it's really yeah.
0: important yeah that community aspect is is absolutely everything and i feel like especially now more than ever because everyone is feeling lonelier than ever and more isolated than ever, it's even more important to go out of our way to cultivate those really important relationships.
1: Yeah. So I've got a lot of time for a very small group of people. So, you know, like figure out the ones that, you know, not to say like, you just i have got a lot of time for a small group of people. If Ailen calls me during the day and I'm on a business call, most of the time, I would drop the call to take that because, it, you know, there's... So important to you know keep that network and be available when they need you. So
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, just love you, buddy. Um, okay, so we're gonna list where to find you because this is not quite the typical thing where it's like, hey, here's Scott's Instagram. Um, I mean we can we can do that too, but
1: <laughs> go on my Instagram. Um I actually had a flick through the other day just like I think the last post I said was it was Aylan and us getting engaged, and before that it was a post saying I only post interesting parts of my life. I don't post, <laughs> and it is so true. <laughs> you can go check out my Instagram, but it ain't, I'm influencing about three people a year, so. <laughs> we'll um, but yeah, to if, you
0: know, anyway, but
1: <laughs> if you want to reach out to me, the best place is on LinkedIn. Um, happy to talk business. Um, happy to talk anything really but yeah um otherwise bakergroupau.com.au if you want to hear more about air quality management systems <laughs> on the east coast of australia <laughs> um, and 180 if you want to hear more about 180 um let me i'm actually going to double check this because i don't want to say it wrong it is 180.org.au. dot
0: yes yeah 180.org.au
1: 180.org.au. Yes. Um, check out their resources page. Obviously, that's a Australian one. I'm sure Emily will link up some other international ones. But yeah, check out 180.org.au.
0: Yep, they'll all be linked up. And okay, final question. If you had one piece of advice for people in grow into how to they <laughs> you had one piece of advice for how people could grow into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be?
1: Am I going to repeat myself here?
0: You're allowed to. You're allowed to repeat yourself. I always tell guests this. I'm like, you can repeat yourselves.
1: <laughs> Network. Network, create that group and talk to people. I And, you know, be take a step back, understand you don't know everything and listen to people. The only reason I've survived, you know, I'm 27. And the only reason I've got to where I am is from, talking to people and listening to people when they say, maybe do do it this way or, hey, I've tried this before. You know, having that network of people to talk to, the more people you talk to, the better off you be.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's great advice. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Scotty. I appreciate you.
1: (laughs) No worries. Thank you.
0: Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.